It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo! Okay, let's do this. I'm ready. I'm ready now. No more stupid videos on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter talking about, it's coming, it's coming, it's here right now. It's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the show. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake Podcast. You can go to Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, or Spotify, type in the keywords, the Big Brother Jake Podcast, Boom, you're in there. So good to be back on this microphone, ready to talk a bunch of nonsense with you. I know, it's been a minute. And I have to say, it's not that I lost interest. It's not that I didn't want to do it. I just didn't have anything to talk about. (laughs) As crazy as that sounds. You know, I didn't know how I was moving the needle I didn't know if I was, uh, you know, had anybody missing the podcast. So I said, you know what? After the show that that I did on my birthday, I'm going to take some time to reflect, take some time for me, and figure out what I want to do with this podcast. And I didn't check the emails. I didn't check any of the accounts that were linked to the show. I just said I want nothing to do with this podcast right now. I'm going to take a break from it. Because I, I just wasn't feeling it. I mean, I'll be honest. I was not feeling this podcast. I thought that it was getting stale. I thought that I wasn't doing things that would keep you entertained. You know, some of the stories were getting kind of boring. And I've heard it. And that's okay because I, I invite and welcome any and all criticism to the podcast. It's needed. Because I don't like working with a bunch of yes men. And I don't do the show for people that, you know, for the people. I mean, I, I talk the things I want to talk about. And I say what I want to say, and I really don't give a damn about the repercussions because it's all facts and it's everything I want to talk about. But lately I'm just like, man, I'm kind of just doing it to do it. And it's not right to the people that love this show and listen to it. And I'm doing them a a, a disservice and I'm going to take a break from it. And that's what I was doing. And I got to be honest, it felt really good to get away for a minute but I started really missing, you know, cranking up this uh, mixer and, and, and getting behind a microphone and doing this uh, podcast. I love this podcast. As you can tell right now, I'm a little under the weather. I've been sick for about two weeks, but um, today was just the day I had to do it. I was motivated. Uh, I had to get it done, and we're doing it right now. So, the Big Brother Jake podcast, back in full effect. You have nothing to worry about. We're going to be more consistent sound a little different, new studio, new everything. So I got to say, I wasn't feeling the podcast, like I was saying earlier. And I decided, you know, I think it was two days ago or yesterday, I'm going to go and check the email and check my stats from all the listens all over the world. And when you're doing it from a dingy garage, as the open says, you don't think you're reaching anybody. You think, 
Oh, man, you're just talking to a whole bunch of empty boxes and sleeping bags and washing machines in your garage. But that's not the case. Um, it, it's great to find out who you're reaching out to and who takes interest in the show. And it's not just by Dingy Garage. Of course, the United States is the main listenership, but I got emails from Canada, the UK, Germany, Mexico, Australia, Lithuania, Argentina, Romania, Spain, Ireland, Algeria, Russia, Indonesia, Peru, India, Colombia, Pakistan, the Czech Republic, Egypt, Portugal, France, Lebanon, El Salvador, Singapore, the Netherlands, South Africa, Brazil, Belarus, wherever that is, but that's pretty cool, Switzerland, the Philippines, Oman, Italy, United Arab Emirates, Chile, Vietnam, the Ukraine, and Saudi Arabia. Wow. And I don't say all that to brag about, yo, man, the podcast is that dope, son. I'm reaching the world, son. It was more like a, damn, really? People are reaching out from all over the world and downloading and listening to the podcast. Wow. That was so humbling because I was ready to hang it all up. I didn't want to do it no more. Not going to lie. Because I see everybody else doing a podcast and I see them succeeding and I see them doing great things. But I've never been one in my entire life to say, oh, he's doing better than me, so I'm going to quit. I've never been a quitter. I may not be athletic, but damn it, I'm going to get the job done. I'll find a way to hustle. I'll find a way to make things best as I can make them. You know, I've spent many years crafting, crafting the sounds of Hall of Famers. Great radio personalities. And I still do it as a living, and I love it. I love it. I love it. Shout out to the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Kings for giving me hope and giving me uh, a, a rebirth to be back and doing what I love to do. And it fired me up again. I was so depressed after the offseason hit. Like, damn, what am I going to do? Just sit around, hope that somebody, you know, hires me for contract work. I don't really want to do this podcast. I have nothing to talk about. But then I thought about it, and I checked the stats. All those countries I listed, there's people listening in there. All over the United States. Friends and family, they're all listening, and I think it's wonderful. And this isn't a whole pat myself on the back type thing, but it, it kind of coincides with what I'm about to talk about right now. And what I'm going to talk about is the fact that a lot of people out here are very unhappy with their life. I am one that was very unhappy. Not because of anyone, because if you put your happiness into somebody and they don't perform to your needs or your qualifications, you'll be disappointed. But I've always been one. Uh, the great bench player, God rest his soul, Jack Haley of the Chicago Bulls and Lakers and some other teams, he said a quote that I heard a, a few years ago. If, you, if you're not happy with your life, look in the mirror. It's your fault. And I said, damn, that's deep. It is my fault. Why the hell am I unhappy? Why should I be unhappy when I don't have to be? So I, I did an experiment when I did my hiatus. I usually don't open up my pocketbook. I usually kind of just keep to myself when I'm not at Staples Center or around friends. 
because I interact with public so much and deal with radio so much, I kind of just want a break from everything. So I said, I'm going to take two weeks, two weeks, and do things that make me happy. I'm going to buy stuff I would never buy. I'm going to go to places I never go to. I'm going to go hang out with people I never hang out with because I give them excuses, and I'm going to do it for two weeks and see if maybe that will change my demeanor. Maybe it'll change me from wanting to just, you know, quit hiding. And I'll say this. I think everybody should do that. I think everybody should go and do that for themselves. Take some time for yourself, whether you want to go shopping. I bought a $100 pair of sunglasses. I don't ever do stuff like that. I'm happy with the $6 joints from, you know, 7-Eleven or the car wash. It's stuff like that. Why deny yourself? If you work hard and you do everything you're supposed to do and you have fun, you want to have fun, but you're worried about finances or worried about whatever, take the time and say yes. If you want to go to the beach, but you make excuses, all the traffic, especially in LA, you know, something could be 22 miles, but that's like an hour and 10 minutes during rush hour. Do it. Go out and do it. You want to buy that dress? You want to take that trip? You want to buy that album? Do it. You want to start a new career? You do it. You don't like where you live and you want to move? Do it. Do it, do it, do it. You want to find somebody to do it with? Do it. <laughs> uh, let me not cough. If I cough, it's over. And you'll hear me coughing the whole show. But, <laughs> but if you want to do that, then do it. If you have a crush on somebody, you want to tell them, do it. What's stopping you? You're stopping you. And you shouldn't let you stop you. I think it's crazy that we are responsible for our own happiness and we don't do anything about our own happiness. We depend on other people, other circumstances. Well, if my checkbook, you know, if my, my bank account was a little better, I would do this. Or if uh, I can get three people to go with me to Europe, I'll go. Or, you know, if I can find this in red, I'll buy it. Nah, man. Don't make excuses. Don't make hurdles for yourself you don't need to make. I think it's pretty simple. Just do it. Like Nike. Okay? Do it. Do it now. Do it now. Okay? Get through the chopper. Yeah, I, I suck, but damn, you like these tones, right? Like, look at that. I got a sexy-ass sick voice right now, and you know you're feeling it. Ladies, y'all feeling this? No? All right, well, i just get back. But I had to do the podcast, so yes, I'm a little under the weather, but it was time, and I had to get behind the mic, and I had to, to let the world know that I'm back in effect, man. No, no more playing around. I am ready to do this podcast. We ain't going nowhere, and you heard we're worldwide, and we're only going to get bigger and better. I'm going to do things. I'm going to take chances, and I know I say that all the time. Oh, man, you know, we're taking it. No, I'm not going to say it no more. I'm just going to damn do it, and you should too. Do it. Do what makes you feel good. If you put, if you live for the applause of others, you're putting your life in somebody else's hands. And you shouldn't do that. Put your life in your own hands. Applaud for yourself. Do it. You want to start that business? Do it. I've seen friends that have opened businesses, you know, in my hiatus, and opened second businesses and third businesses. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm sitting here like, man, I need to do something for myself. You shouldn't be jealous of other people. Do what you want to do. Don't be mad because somebody's taking a chance on themselves, but you're too scared to do it. Do it. Take that money out the bank. Start up something. 
Be creative. But don't sit there and be unhappy when you don't have to. Why? Why do that? It's not fair to yourself. Love yourself enough, you don't have to do things like that anymore. Live for yourself, be happy with what you're doing, and love what you do. I think it's so dope that every single day or every other day in the winter months, in some spring, in some fall, I get on the 110 freeway in Los Angeles and get off at Olympic and head over to Staples Center. Every chance I get to work, I am excited. Get paid to watch grown men play sports. I took a chance on myself. And yeah, it's hard. Schedule sucks. You miss out on birthdays with your kids and miss time off. And you miss weekends and you miss church and you miss all these great things. But I realized when I was pushing papers and I was working in an office, doing nine to five. I was living for other reasons and not myself, and that's no disrespect to anybody that's close to me. I was dead inside. And I just took the time to say, you know what? I'm doing what I want to do from now on, owning my own life. And I'm going to tell you all this. You are scared. That's why you haven't done it yet. You're making excuses because I was that guy. I was that guy. Oh, well, I want to go, but. Oh, I want to buy that, but. Why not? My mama always says you can't pull a coffin behind a Cadillac or a Cadillac behind a coffin or something like that. I listen to her, but then I tune out. Love you, mom. Sorry. But it's true. You can't live with a mound of money next to you and keep you warm at night. You can't, you know, they say for rainy days you save, but who goes out on a rainy day? No one. You stay your ass in the house. Unless you live in Seattle or Portland. So all I'm saying is this, man. Live your life. Do what you got to do. Do it. Don't be unhappy anymore for other stupid reasons. Now, if you don't have the money and you're being fiscally responsible, of course, be smart. But if you want to take that trip and you got it in the bank, take it. Get stamps on a passport. Go somewhere you've never been before. Go travel without a suitcase and a toothbrush. Buy it when you get to your destination. Live life. Life's too short. And I've seen that in my life a lot, including my own. Hospitalized, stressed out, blood infections, all this other stuff. Almost died a year ago in the hospital. Three nitroglycerins and some morphine, and I was still in pain. I wanted to die. And I made it out alive, and I said, you know what? No more. No more mediocrity. It's time to live my life. It's time to do what I love to do. And damn it, we're going to have fun doing it. So I say this and I say it for the last time. Don't be scared to do what you want to do. Live your life. Live it to the fullest. And don't let anyone discourage you from what you want to do. Just do it. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, I'm going to get a little serious here. Um, This subject, this topic really gets to my heart. Um, I wouldn't be where I am right now in my life without teachers. Teachers have a huge impact on what I've accomplished. Uh, They've given me the motivation, the positive 
vibes, whatever you want to call it, to go out and conquer and 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 achieve all my goals. One teacher in particular, uh, Mrs. Shores, uh, my eighth grade English teacher at Del Vallejo Middle School in San Bernardino, California. She was probably my favorite teacher of all time. She taught me a lot. And she was one of the best human beings on the planet. Uh, my professor, Dr. Dierkin, uh, my sophomore year at the University of Laverne, taught me how to do algebra at 38. And I barely passed it in high school, don't know how. And when I was 38, I was able to accomplish statistics and algebra, all because of him. So I owe a great debt of gratitude to teachers and professors for shaping my brain and helping me uh, be successful, I guess you could say, and, and get through and get my education. Now, with that being said, this story breaks my heart to no end. Um, I'm also, um, my grandfather, he died of lung cancer at 67 years old, very young, um, not super old, but to me that's young because my mother's older than that now. And she's alive and kicking and living her life. And I couldn't fathom that if I got cancer doing what I did, I would have to pay for somebody to take my place at work. And this is happening in the city of San Francisco, California. If you go to abc7.com, you can see the story. They don't name the teacher to protect her uh, identity. But it's a beloved teacher battling breast cancer, breast cancer, and she's forced to pay for her own substitute while she's on medical leave. Can you believe that? I mean, what is going on with this world? Hey, you're sick, and you can only take 10 paid leave days of uh, medical leave, and once you do that, you get, uh, well, you get 10 sick days per year in, in San Francisco, and then you can take medical leave for 100 days. But during those 100 days, you have to pay for somebody to take your place? you got to be kidding me. Okay, now look. Cancer is not something you just bounce back from like it's a cold. Hey, you know, I had cancer and I'm back. No. There's chemo involved. And, you know, learning a new diet and learning a new lifestyle. And countless hours of just being in the hospital. So... Now, this teacher that's well-loved, and they started a GoFundMe account, but they won't list the name on this uh, particular story. If I would, I would donate right away. And if you know the story or know the teacher, you live in the San Francisco area, please send me uh, an email to bigbrotherjakepodcast at gmail.com, and I would love to uh, promote this lady's GoFundMe page. Now, imagine you get the biggest shock of your life. You go to the doctor, normal routine, you're thinking, oh man, you know, I just did this uh, this blood test and I did these other things to get my physical and I'm, I'm good. I don't want to be here, but you know, I got to be here. Then the doctor walks in with a serious face and says, Mr. Warner, um, I, I'm afraid to tell you, but you do have cancer of the lungs or whatever it is. That alone would devastate me because everything would flash in front of my eyes. I would think about my kids, my best friends, all the people in you know, my family, everybody, and all the things I have done, all the things I would like to do that I haven't done yet. It would all flash before me, 
you know, and, and cancer's claimed a lot of people that are close to me, and it's affected people that have survived it that are, that's very close to me as well. So imagine that stress you have of dealing with the fact you have cancer, okay? That's devastating. So you think, okay, I'm going to live with this. I'm going to, you know, go through and I'm going to figure out what I need to do in order to survive. So, okay. Then you go to work and say, you know, principal so-and-so, I've been told and informed by my doctor I have cancer of whatever. And so you're probably thinking, okay, you get some time off, do your chemo, do this, that, and the other, and see your doctors. And you can use your sick time and you're good. Oh, but wait a minute. Not only do you have to pay or you don't get a lot of time, you have to pay for your substitute to take your place. You got to be kidding me. See, that's what's wrong. And everybody, look, I work in a, in a world where athletes get overpaid to play a child's game. Teachers are so underrated and don't get enough love and don't get enough respect and, and they don't get anything they deserve. I think they, they're grossly underpaid. Teachers shape America. Of course, with all the good apples, there's a couple bad ones. But ever, most, I would say about 80% of the teachers, 85% of the teachers I've had have been fantastic. They've been nothing but supportive and even going to schools and neighborhoods that weren't too great, the teachers I had shaped me and molded me and, and, and helped me become the person who I am. One of the people. Teachers. So you got to try and teach these children with the stress of cancer, breast cancer. And, oh, wait, I'm, I'm not able to do it. I'm going to take some time off. I got to pay for my substitute? Come on. What the hell's wrong with people? Yeah, I know I'm getting political right now, but this story eats me up. It's the school system in general, public schools. Okay, I'm a product of public schools. Barstow Unified School District in Barstow, California. San Bernardino Unified School District in San Bernardino, California. I just read in the city or the state of Rhode Island that if a child cannot pay for their lunch, they go hungry. You gotta be kidding me. It's already bad enough. You're you know, this child, probably mom doesn't have a lot of money. So, you know, she's like wing it. Or she forgot to, you know, nowadays you could put it on um on online, you could do it and add money to their account, which I I'm old school, I like to give cash, but they don't do that no more. So here come little Jimmy trying to go and pay for his food doesn't have enough on the card, and he gets rejected. Then they wonder why the kids that are growing up today are going to be problems. It's things like this. You get good quality teachers that want to work, but they got to pay for the substitute because they're battling breast cancer. You got kids that are hungry and want to eat. Oh, no, you don't have the money to pay for it. You're not eating. What happened to no child left behind? What happened to that? What happened to the common decency of being a human being and going out and saying, you know what? Yeah, you're battling cancer. We should probably arrange a substitute for you and maybe assist you with some state you know, assistance to help you out while you're battling this. Oh, you don't have enough money for your lunch today. Maybe an IOU, which a lot of schools do that. 
No, let's just humiliate the child. And, you know, I know I'm talking apples and oranges and two different things here. But across the board, public schooling is going nowhere fast. And I live in a certain area because of the school district, which a lot of parents do that. Not my first choice to live where I live. I love the ritzy, glamorous part of Los Angeles, but that's not where the good schools are. And if you want to do a public school, it's going to cost you out the ass. And I don't have money out the ass. I get kicked in my ass often by debt. (laughs) So I'm saying this, simply this. We need to have more mercy and more love in this world. No person should be battling breast cancer and having to pay for a damn substitute teacher to take her place while she's going through chemotherapy. That's a damn shame. What the hell is wrong with people? Seriously. The superintendent of San Francisco can't do anything about that? You're going to let one of the best teachers that's voted by all these uh, parents go through this? Really? Amazing. If anyone in the San Francisco area is listening to this podcast, the Big Brother Jake podcast, please let me know the name of this teacher. I will do everything I can to make sure her name gets heard. I will do every podcast dedicated to this teacher, and we'll make sure her GoFundMe goes really, 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 really big with money because there's no reason for a teacher that loves what she does and gives her world, her heart, her soul, her everything, her everything to her students and has to pay for a damn substitute while she's out trying to get chemotherapy. Unfreaking real, man. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Okay, so I'm not really big on these talk shows, the talking heads where you have four females that are yapping and talking about all this stupid stuff, um, politics and who wore what to the Met Gallery thing. I don't give a damn about any of that crap, okay? I'm a man and I don't, you know, I'm happy when I can match my outfit, you know, and it's usually stuff that's sports related, which is what I'm getting to kind of with this topic, all right? Now... As you know, the Golden State Warriors are like the, the best basketball team in the league right now, on top of the world, and Steph Curry is their star. He's the face of the franchise. Everyone loves Steph. He was the underdog at Davidson University. He came out of nowhere. His dad, Del Curry, NBA superstar, or I guess not a superstar, but he's a damn good player. Anyway, Steph Curry is kind of in the news right now, but not for the reasons you think. His wife, Aisha Curry, now she's an author, she's a cook and a chef, and she's also a basketball wife. She was on, the show is called Red Table Talk. It's a show that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and her daughter and her mother host. And Aisha, along with uh, her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law, were on the show talking about life as NBA wives. Now, look, these shows are ridiculous, but because it's Steph Curry's wife, it's going to make news, and they got into discussions of female groupies 
and the attention and whatnot. And Aisha Curry kind of went the other way with it, talking about the attention she gets or doesn't get. Listen to the clip right here. There are all these women like throwing themselves. But me, like the past 10 years, like I don't have any of that. Like I have zero, this sounds weird, but like male attention. And so then, you like, I begin to internalize it. And I'm like, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're, you're not looking. What? You're not looking. Like, yeah. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. When your radar's turned off, because I dealt with that for years, too. Like, and I was young. Like you. Yeah, like, like that's oh, my not God. Fair. I mean. Because I don't but, want it. But yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking. Okay. Now, <laughs> a lot of people are going to disagree with my take on this now Aisha Curry is a beautiful woman she's self-made I mean uh, let's be honest a lot of what she got is because of her husband and that's okay if you can take that and use it to your advantage then you're fine and a lot of people are grilling her because she wants attention it would be different like she would be like oh it'd be nice to get that once in a while and she is catching hell for this all over the web and social media, and she's had to defend herself. And she, uh, you know, I'm going to say this. I think it's 100% unfair of everybody saying she's wrong for that. Let me tell you why. I have the unpopular opinion of this particular subject. As a man, you're supposed to put your woman on a pedestal. You're supposed to make your woman your priority. You're supposed to make sure your woman knows you are into her 110% and nothing more. She's your queen. She's your queen to be. I'm sorry, I love coming to America. You got to let people know that's your woman. That's your ride or die. That's your rib. That's your twin flame. And because she said what she said, you heard the clip. People are on her saying, well, damn, you got a million, multi-million dollar NBA husband that, you know, you're set for life. All of your uh, opportunities are because of him. I can't believe you're that insecure. I get that. And it's somewhat warranted because of what's been said. However, how do we know that that was a cry for help? And she did it in the most polite way possible by going on this Red Table Talk show with Jada Pinkett Smith and her mother-in-law. That's already takes, that, 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 that takes a lot of balls to be able to sit next to your mother-in-law and say, I, I want some male attention and be kind of nice. That takes some balls. But it's how she felt. And she's catching a lot of hell for that. Here's what I say on that. Like I said just a second ago. When you're with the one you love, and you're with the one you cherish and you want to be with, you don't make them feel less than zero around others. We've all been guilty of it, us that have been married and whatnot, in, in, in long relationships. I get all that. But the fact remains, that's a cry for help. If I'm on the outside looking in, which I am, because I'm not in the Curry home, I don't know what goes on when they're, you know, when he's off the road or, He's home and chilling with his wife. We don't know what's going on. None of us do. None of us know what's going on. We're just outsiders and we're only taking what she said. And maybe 
That was the only way she can get that out. I am on her side. Maybe her husband does not give her the attention she craves. Kind of a crazy way to announce it. And they seem like a very happy couple. Let's not act like they're fighting every day. and you know. But he has groupies all over the place. He's an NBA player. And, and working in the NBA, you see him after the game, hanging out at the uh, right side of the, hoop, uh, the, the, the basketball court. And you see him outside the arena. You see him outside the team hotel. These women know where they sleep at, where they hang out at, where they have dinner after a game. Like, they know all of that stuff. So it takes a certain breed of woman, a strong woman, to have to deal with the fact that your man is in high demand all the time when you're out. It's fact. You know, when I work for the Dodgers and I travel with the team, it takes a a, a special kind of spouse to deal with that. But, but... I also say that if Steph was on his game, maybe Aisha wouldn't be thinking like that. Unpopular opinion. Yes, I know that. It's not what everybody wants to hear. I know that. But watching the clip, you can't really hear it in her voice. But watching the clip, it's like she's hurt. Like, damn, you know, like I got to put up with girls like flaunting their stuff in his face all the time when I'm out. It'd be nice if I got some attention. Now, I wouldn't have admitted that on national television to the world, but she felt the need, and that's her prerogative. And I'm pretty sure that Steph wasn't happy about that. However, in front of her sister-in-law, in front of her mother-in-law, and Jada Pinkett and her family, Aisha said this, Aisha Curry. I see this. Steph... I know you're in the gym, you're making a living, you're doing everything you can, but you might want to get some practice in at the house too, brother. I mean, I'm not dissing Steph. I think he's a great guy. He does a lot for his community. He does a lot for the Warriors. He's a good man. He's a good man. And I I, I don't know him, and I'm not going to sit here and judge him. But there's something missing if your wife is going on national television and getting grilled all over social media and on television about her saying that. And then she has to come correct and say, well, this is what I meant by it. Usually the first reaction is the reaction that you really mean. So I'm going to say this. I'm not going to grill Aisha Curry for what she said. She was just speaking her truth. She was speaking her pain. And that's her story. And that's okay if that's how she feels. But I think it could have been handled in-house a little better than it was. So that's just me. So I wish the Currys good luck, and they seem like a great couple, and they don't let things get to them. I mean, you know, but we don't know. We don't know people's lives behind closed doors. We don't, and we shouldn't speculate, but that's trouble in paradise if you ask me, but what do I know? I don't know anything. (laughs) All right, so a little shorter version of uh, the podcast, but I had to get one in. It feels good to be back, and... We'll be more consistent. Sorry I'm a little under the weather, but damn, I I love the way my voice sounds. Mm. (laughs) So we'll definitely be back on our regular schedule. Try to get it done by Wednesday of every week, a podcast. Uh, Special shout out to my sister Tracy. This podcast is dedicated to you. I love you with all my heart, and you know why. Until next time, America, and all over the world, apparently. I want to say thank you. Keep listening. Spread the word. And... Deuces!
You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.